building better relationships at home and at work for people who have more than enough on their plate. Two coaches dangling the possibility of finding joy in your relationships. Do you dare to consider life can be better? Have a listen and tell us why. In this episode, Angela and Patty will be discussing the benefits of journaling to save relationships. Journaling is such a great way to connect to your, oneself, to work out solutions when you're struggling with personal relationships or with problems at work. Angela, I'm going to tell you about my experience, how I learned to journal and how I learned about journaling. I belonged to a woman's group many years ago, and one of the members, Plen Gutman, a certified coach and Reiki master and author, gave a talk on the benefits of journaling. She has wrote a journaling book with prompts called Your Journal Companion, 365 Ways of Writing Prompts to Heighten Awareness of Self and Others. We'll have that link in the show notes if anybody's interested in, in the book. Plan makes the journaling process easy with an entire year's worth of thought-provoking writing prompts. She explains the emotional and psychological benefits of personal writing and gives instructions of several powerful writing techniques and offers tips on how, where, and when to start the process. In that presentation, Plen made it fun to journal, and it was easy and relaxing, and we did a few different journaling techniques with her, and I have been hooked on journaling ever since. Well, that does sound fun, and I like the word relaxing. I haven't really <laughs> yes. thought about that, but journaling <laughs> is a really good way to relax. I started journaling when I was 12 years old. I discovered it at an age where I had very raw feelings that I couldn't put anywhere, but I could put them in my journal. And that was in the 80s. For some reason at school, my teacher had introduced that concept of a journal instead of a diary. I don't know the exact difference of a diary, but a diary when I grew up was just talking about your feelings and the day. And the journal was slightly different. So she taught us that the journal was where you could explore writing, but not writing for other people, writing for yourself. And as I was a socially awkward kid who felt I didn't belong, I found it the perfect place to write my feelings. I also felt my English teacher, her name was Mrs. Casey, was giving me permission to dispose of thoughts and feelings that I didn't want to share publicly. Later on, my teacher, Mrs. Casey, read our journals and they were part of our English homework. And I wasn't afraid of her reading my journal. And then she encouraged me to keep writing. And that encouragement was the key to me continuing the process of having a private space to dive into myself, my feelings, my creative thoughts, ideas, and the not so great stuff too, or what I call my shadow. <laughs> I, I always remember that time at school as a very clear moment that my teacher was giving me a way out of feeling 
uncomfortable in myself. And she gently encouraged me to write out my feelings so that they had a safe space to be heard. After Mrs. Casey read my first journal, I've kept my journals private and they have been a constant resource for me to write my thoughts, ideas, and much later in life, my realizations from my soul and my meditation practice. I often wonder what would have happened if I didn't have that first year of writing encouraged by a teacher. Would I have written anyway? I don't know. I do know that the habit of using a journal started very young for me and has saved my relationships by giving me a space to write my feelings, to see my feelings and not project my feelings on others because that priority of journaling gave me the habit of writing my feelings and by writing them, I could externalize them to try to understand them and that developed a deeper level of that most important relationship, that relationship with myself, by writing my feelings and reading them and developing an ongoing relationship with myself so that I could continue to understand my own feelings. To this day, I can go back and read some of the old journals and still discover things about myself. Some of those things that I discover have stayed constant over time and some things have changed so much that it has helped me to learn the power of recording and watching my journey in life through journaling. Angela, I remember when I was probably about nine or 10 years old, my mom or my grandmother gave me a diary that had a lock and key. I wonder what happened to it. <sighs> it would have been really fun to read it, to see it today. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Patty, when you discovered the power, power of journaling with Plin, how did you start using it in your life and relationships? That's a great question, Angela. Journaling was new to me. It opened up many things for me. Instead of verbally sharing my feelings and emotions on someone else, I started using journaling. This helped me not to project my anger or judgment on others. Plin's book and app have daily journaling prompts, which helped get me into the habit of journaling. She made it easy to want to journal. Then I moved on to journaling on my own. I would journal when upset or needed to brain dump or brainstorm for a solution to, a pro to problems, whether in a relationship or feelings that needed to be released. These are private thoughts that I was feeling at that moment of time. Sometimes I would burn or shred what I wrote. I also kept an idea journal, a career journal, and a scattered journal. A scattered journal is a journal that I put random thoughts in. Now I made up this word for the journal. I remember watching a documentary that Agatha Christie would write down ideas all over the place in journals and I thought, oh, I'm just like Agatha Christie. <laughs> so it made me feel good that I'm not the only one that just has these scattered journals around with ideas and thoughts and stuff like that. So with my scattered journals, I'll come up with an idea for maybe a blog post or a podcast or um, 
some writing that I need to do, or maybe I see a quote that I think, oh, I'll make a meme of that, or just ideas. And then I'll look through my scattered journals and it prompts something inside me to write. And then I just cross it, cross it out. So I have all these journals that have, it's just mad writing, <laughs> but it works for me. I love that. <laughs> what are some of the biggest challenges in starting to journal? Finding time for it, getting started, or not knowing how? So we're going to talk about those things. Choose a time to journal daily. It can be when you get up in the morning or your lunchtime before going to sleep. You may want to use journaling prompts or self-reflect about your day. Journaling can open up your mind to change and inspire you to pursue your dreams aspirations and goals. It allows you to alter your thoughts which block you. Find some place peaceful, quiet that you can think and write. When the weather is nice, I like to journal outside on the patio. Some of my best journaling experiences are when I'm on vacation or camping. Being outside is very refreshing. Schedule journaling time to be consistent. You can journal anywhere. What do you need for journaling? A pen and paper. Maybe a notebook or a journal. There are journal apps and there are also journaling prompts on Pinterest and different websites and from writing coaches, etc. So I'm going to give you a tip about choosing the time of day. You can choose any time of day that suits the focus of your journal and the best way to maximize how you connect to yourself. So for example, the morning is, a, is good for setting your intent and your energy for the day or you're doing affirmations, calling in what you want to create in the day. The night before sleep is good for reviewing problems or reviewing your patterns of behavior and reviewing whether you achieved your goal for the day or whatever you wanted to create or reviewing any uh, intents for your relationships. For example, did you want to create peace in your relationships? And in the evening, you can review how did that go? I also set myself a journal exercise. For example, I might set at lunchtime, uh, a note to myself to review my feelings. So I set an alarm and that reminds me to check in with my feelings at noon or lunch and I write. So it's important to ask yourself, what time of day do you naturally feel like checking in or looking inward? If you don't have a habit of looking inward, you can start by setting a time to focus on one question, write on it, and then after one week, ask yourself, was this the best time for me to journal? If not, ask yourself, what is a better time to journal? Sometimes we create obstacles to journaling because you're trying to write at the wrong time of day. 
that is not the best time of day to connect with yourself and your intuition. I have clients who have resistance to journaling and sometimes it's because they're writing at the wrong time of the day or the wrong day of the week. So sometimes just by changing that day of the week to a Thursday or a Sunday, that's when they discover their natural connection to themselves. If you're not really convinced that journaling can change you in a way that brings out a world success, this can be another obstacle because you think, oh, it's not really going to make a difference. So this is when I set up journaling exercises over a period of time. When you journal over time, you can watch the change in your connection to your inner world and see how the outer world changes as a result. So for example, give yourself a journaling question and measure it over a month. That means you have to be consistent and write, but after the month you review, how did I change in my relationship to my inner world and how did my relationships in the outer world change? If you don't give yourself a period to test your intuition and to test your journaling, you'll never see how this can actually change your relationships. Journaling over a period of time with gradual and consistent practice brings deep change. It's, it's like the change of a water that drips on a rock over a period of time. You get this beautiful shape that is formed by the water constantly moving over the rock. Patty has some specific questions to answer or write on in your journal about relationships and these could start to change the way you understand yourself and your relationships and these questions you can come back to over time to build an ongoing relationship with your inner world and yourself this is how coaches use questions that you can write answers to to develop your self-knowledge and deepen your relationship with yourself. Here are some journaling prompts to deepen and save your relationships. Most of these prompts can be used with any type of relationship, whether it's friendship, romantic, family, or work. And we will have them in the show notes as well. Number one, describe what you want in the relationship. Number two, Describe what you don't want in the relationship. Number three, what is the relationship like at the moment? What is working well in the relationship? What one thing can you do to make the relationship better and more of what you want it to be? What does love mean to you? What does love mean to your partner? What is meaningful about the relationship? What are some of your expectations for the relationship? And what is meaningful about your relationship? Every time you say the questions, it's, it's so interesting what happens in my brain. But I, for me, there was a few that were more pulling on me than others but that will change but definitely number six what does love mean to you that could be a whole book <laughs> for <laughs> any person questions from a coach can make your journaling a lot more structured 
for anyone who's not sure where to start when it comes to your relationships. And the beauty of a question like number six, what does love mean to you? You can keep writing on this topic for years, many years. I'd like to invite listeners, if there is anything that persistently bugs you in your life and relationships, such as uh, why do people act the way they do? Why are people unkind? These are great topics to start writing on. Since I was very young, 12 years old, I used to write on desire because I was obsessed with understanding why do we want things? Why do we want a person? Why do we want any experience in life? This was a large part of what I wrote on to understand what I was curious about in the human condition. Curiosity is something that journaling can help you discover more and feed into your relationships. If you have a love relationship that has got stale, often, if not always, <laughs> there is a deeper need to understand something, always. I see too many people these days think a relationship's stale or boring and then they just get rid of the person. No, when anything is stale, there's a need to understand something. And it could mean the relationship doesn't continue, but there's still something you need to understand. It's very easy to complain about your love interest because they're not this or they're not that or they don't do this for you, they don't give you that. That's too easy. How often do you actually get curious about how your partner thinks or why do they do the things they do <laughs> and also what inspires them? When you journal on questions like Patty offered us, number 10, this one also triggered me, Patty. <laughs> what is meaningful about your relationship? If you journal on a question like this, you can explore yourself and then you can start to share those explorations, those deeper things with your partner. And that question, Patty, reminds me about another topic we were considering to do a podcast on that topic was can you say I love you I find people are so unaware of what is the meaning of a relationship and we don't know how to say I love you because we never really give time to contemplating what is the significance of a person in our lives or why does a relationship has has the meaning that we give it why do we value a relationship and this is what coaching is so valuable for we give clients these value-based questions to help the person find what is meaningful for them and you can always use these questions to go deeper with yourself in a writing process when you find deeper meaning in your relationship you can value it you can look at the relationship differently instead of getting stuck on what the blocks in the relationship will be. If you don't know what is meaningful in a relationship, you can't save that relationship because you don't know why you want the relationship at all. That's very true, Angela. When you journal, you journal... Um, 
what you're feeling disengaged about or upset about or disappointed or confused about your relationship. This can be one of the best times to reflect on the relationship situation and get out every ugly thing that has been left unsaid. You can also journal about happy times in your relationship and refer back to those moments to remind you of why you love that person to create a happy moments or gratitude journal. It's very good to go back and reflect on those happy times and to remember why you love that person. Why is it good for relationships? When you journal about your feelings, you are not taking those emotions out on others. It lets you brain dump and remove all toxic thoughts. Once those emotions and thoughts have been exhaled, you can move on into thinking rationally about solutions. That reminds me, Patty, another podcast, I forget which one, but I think you helped me understand that uh, there's two steps to thinking rationally. First is to get rid of the emotional part and then allowing you to start thinking clearly. If we don't get rid of the emotions, that can stop you thinking rationally. Perhaps that's my right. life journey with the journal. <laughs> well, it, it's like a turning wheel. It just keeps going around and around in your brain and it never stops. So mm -hmm. you need to remove that so that you can start thinking um, another way towards another point. But when we get consumed by something, we rehash it over and over again. Mm. So for those who like to rehash, myself included, <laughs> I, uh, I developed questions over the years on feelings when you get in a stuck in rehashing emotions, especially in a relationship, and especially when your feelings are hurt. So these are three pretty obvious questions, but you would be surprised how much they help. Number one, what am I feeling when you're stuck or hurt? Number two, why am I feeling this? And then you can discover um, some of the reasons that can keep going number two don't go the, down the rabbit hole too much but number three I found important for myself as a sensitive person is this my feeling or am I picking up someone else's feeling sometimes especially if you're an emotional or sensitive person you get lost in a feeling and you think it's yours but in relationships we are also feeling and impacted by the feelings of those we're in the relationship with, especially those we're close to, our children, parents, our lovers and friends, and even co-workers or neighbours have a deep impact on us, especially if we're around them on a regular basis. So Patty, have you used journaling to save relationships in the work environment? Yes, I had a work journal. I used it to solve problems, work out issues and emotions. I also gave my staff members at the time a work journal. Some used the journal and some did not. 
it was their personal choice whether to use it or not. Dumping your thoughts into the work journal helped in so many ways. Instead of projecting emotions on others, it gave time to self-reflect instead of a knee-jerk reaction to a situation or a problem. I wish I used it more than I did, to be honest. It could have changed outcomes for the better. Daily work interactions are very much learning experiences when working with others. There are different points of view and work backgrounds. Reflecting on the situation through journaling gives you a new perspective of maybe I could have done this differently with a better result. Mm. So Patty, how did you use journaling to problem solve and for brainstorming at work? When something comes up that I need to figure out, pulling out the journal is helpful to make lists of how to solve the problems or the situation by brainstorming solutions or ideas to come up with different ways to tackle the problems or communicate with others. Then brainstorm with others the ideas you've come up with. So when I brainstorm, I freestyle the process with no editing. When you edit while you write, your critical brain comes out and you lose your flow of ideas. No idea is a bad idea when in the brainstorming process. When working with others in a group journal on the whiteboard, it's a good way to come up with something you wouldn't think of. Working as a team and journaling is a way to throw out ideas towards solutions. Ask a question to the team and have them journal for solutions. I've seen great ideas come up when doing this. Individuals have private time to think and then feel comfortable sharing the ideas when they feel safe. For people to share, they need to feel safe that they won't be criticized or reprimanded for their ideas. That's really valuable. I think the journal is a safe place and a private space. But then if you're going to take that to the group, how do you bring that safety to the group? <laughs> right. It's all about relationships and trust. Yeah. Trusting each other. Yeah. And not criticizing and actually caring for that person and their ideas and, and what they think and mm. being thoughtful about it. Uh, the way you approach it and the way that you talk to them. Yeah, everybody's ideas uh, deserve a place in the world. Yes. So Even I if wanted... you don't agree with them. Yeah, and that's the hardest thing we're facing at the moment on the world that a lot of people's ideas you don't agree with or you might find them the antithesis of everything you stand for, but they deserve a place in the world. So how do we create a safe space for those ideas and manage the ones that are difficult. Um, so I wanted to share a tip about if you have personal um, expressions in your journal that are difficult or dark. I've recently reviewed some journals from my past, from my early, uh, earlier years 
teenage years and my 20s and 30s and 40s. And I, some of the journal entries were quite dark. And on one hand, it was actually really good to see that I no longer feel that way. I realized that I have changed. However, those entries in the journal that were dark, I just ripped out some of the pages and some whole journals. I actually burnt them because that energy that I have written, it actually contains the energy of the emotions and I could feel it when I read them. <laughs> so if you come across entries like that, they are better off just being burnt. And some of my entries actually had some really good ideas as well, but it wasn't worth keeping the ideas because the emotions were so dark. And I realized that all I had to do if I wanted to connect to the, the creative ideas, because I often mixed up my creative writing with some of those darker emotions, all I had to do was just sit and reconnect to the creative ideas a little bit like your scattered journal, Patty, and just sit and think, okay, what of those creative ideas do I want to connect with now in this part of my life moving forward? And if I want to tap into those ideas, I simply just have to sit down and connect to the ideas that are relevant to my life now without connecting to that negative energy that I had from the past. So the question I ask myself when I sit down is, um, what was the relevance or significance of what I wrote to what I'm moving through now in my life or relationships? And sometimes if it's just old emotion, there is no relevance. It's just old emotion. And sometimes something from that past writing is, is significant to what I'm moving through in my life now. I find that journaling is good for you in so many ways. If there is something you never want to be seen by others, destroy it by burning or shredding it. That alone is a process of letting go. Those are your personal thoughts at that moment in time, and it is a good way to release them. Keep your journals in a secure, private place. There are journal apps, and you can make a secured password-protected document on your computer for journaling as well. And also, Patty has the 21-day Optimal Work-Life Balance Workshop that's available on the website, coachingforinspirationwithpatty.com. And there's a whole section on journaling. There's a day on journaling. And throughout the program, you have a workbook with questions that acts like a journal as well. So we'd love to hear your experiences to try out journaling and let us know if it has made a positive difference in your relationships with others. If you have a topic or question for us, please leave us a comment or a voicemail message on the Anchor app. You can also listen to this podcast on most major podcast listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Do you enjoy our podcast? If so, what about becoming a monthly supporter? Click on the support button in the Anchor app. By supporting this podcast with donations, it helps us continue to produce future episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. Send us a message and please like or share the podcast or donate with the Anchor Donate button. We really value your feedback. Oh,